0: Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Corey. Aren't you glad that uh, we get to worship the Lord together? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, if you would, open up your Bibles um, to Psalms uh, 103 and Philippians chapter 2. Uh, this is supposed to be our third week in uh, our prayer series. Uh, and we were going to talk about who we're praying to. You know, to remind ourselves that we're praying to God as Father, uh, which is such an intimate thing. Uh, but, uh, as I was praying a while ago, uh, the Spirit of God said, we need to put that off till next week where, uh, the ones who are not here this week can, can hear that, but where you and I can, uh, can just be stirred up about some things. We, we need to be so thankful that we're saved. Yes. Uh we d- just come through, it doesn't mean anything to you and I because we're not Jewish. Uh, but we need to know that everything about what God's done in the Jewish people is a type and a shadow to help us to learn the good things of God. They just come through the Feast of uh, Sukkot and they spent all night last night praying the book of Deuteronomy and praying the book of Psalms, asking God to save them. Here you and I were saved this morning, we can't even make people in the house of God. That's a sad thing. That's sad. Oh, I, you know, I'm tired. I'm this. I'm that. Well, you know, that we're going to be tired to sounding of the trumpet. I'll tell you one thing, but anyway, we need to, uh, remember that God is a lot of people are looking at replacement theology and they think that the church has replaced the Jewish people. <laughs> That's a bunch of malarkey. That's not true. God's building one new man and he's putting uh all the 12 tribes of Israel back together with the gentiles, those who are born again, and he's going to have a happy family. Amen. And so that's what we're going to look at this morning. I want to get Sister Victoria to put Psalms 118:24 and 25 on there, but then we're going to read our text. I just want you to see this is what um was inspiring what what the Jewish people done last night. Look here this is what they this is part of their prayers in psalms this is the day which the lord hath made i believe that don't you that god made this day and he placed and gave you and I an opportunity to be in it we will rejoice and be glad in it now look at verse 25 they say save now this is oshana Rabba. that's what today is this is the, the day of salvation and, and, and so they're calling out they don't know god as father like you and i do They don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And so they're still living under the old covenant. They're still trying to come to this place of great grace that you and I are in. But save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Send the word of the Lord. Send Jesus in our lives in a way that we can understand it. And so we're going to talk about... uh, uh, the believer's benefits this morning and the goodness of God, because when you and I go into next week and talking about, uh, the third week in our prayer series, we're going to be talking about praying to God as Father. And, and, and He, He is definitely a good God. So Psalms 103 as a text. Let's look at the first two verses and then let's go to Philippians chapter two. And, uh, I, I believe that the Lord will really encourage us because then we'll finish up In Luke chapter 1, Psalms 103, let's read verses 1 and 2. If you're there, say amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. That's what we were doing this morning, amen. We were blessing the Lord. Verse number 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all all of His benefits. And so that's what we're going to talk about. But go to Philippians chapter 2 and hold on that 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 uh, the psalmist said that you and I have to do it uh, out of our soul. In other words, we worship the Lord in our spirit, but then uh, our spirit, when the Word of God comes into us, that's what in, uh, renews our soul or mind, will, and emotions to be able to really understand our salvation. Philippians chapter 2, look at... Um, Verses 11 and 12, it says, And that every tongue should confess that Christ is Lord. That's what Brother Corby was talking about, about that anointed Messiah. Uh, that Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, verse number 12, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Notice what he said. He said, Work out. In other words... Uh completely apply, completely receive and finish what I'd have for you. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Let's go ahead and read verse 13. How do you do it? For it is God which worketh, which is active and efficient in you, both to will and to do His good pleasure. Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Yeah. 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 Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Larry. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for standing and honoring the word. I appreciate that so much. Uh So this morning, you and I, we we just need to just as Brother Corey was leading us in worship, we just need to be so grateful and so thankful that you and I were not just saved out of uh, a devil's hell, but we're saved into a relationship with a good, good God. We're, select, we're saved to a relationship with God as our Father, and, and we've got some benefits this morning. I'm going to preach over here to people by faith in the name of Jesus. We got some benefits that you and I that we need to be so excited about. Now, our, our the Bible, the Scripture is very clear. Uh, Nahum one seven, the Lord is good. He was good. He is good. He's always good. And so you and I, we need to bless the Lord, but we need to bless him out of our soul. In other words, we need to, we know all of these truths in our spirit, but we've got to get them from our spirit into our soul, our mind-willing emotions. Uh, Because your mind-willing emotions is what attacks you. Your mind-willing emotions is what limits you. Your mind-willing emotions, uh, uh, if I'm not careful, it determines whether I have a good day or not. Well, that 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 shouldn't determine anything about my day because today's the day the Lord has made. Come on. You know, he's the one. A good God makes the day. And, And so there may be trouble in the midst of moments of that day. But when everything's said and done, God's on the throne. He's on your heart. He's on my heart. He's your source. He's my source. And so I need to come back and, and, and I need to be in that place where I'm doing what the Apostle Paul is bringing to the church at, at Philippi. Now, can you imagine, uh you know, I can't wait till we get to teach this on Wednesday night, this book, uh, because this is a book of joy. This is a book of great happiness. And and I don't know about you, but in this dispensation of time, we need joy. We need happiness. And, and uh this book will show you and I how to not be manipulated by our soul, be manipulated by our mind, will, and emotions. And notice what it said here, that if you and I would learn how to confess Jesus uh, above what we're feeling and what we're seeing, we're going to be able to come to a new level uh, of walking in intimacy with the Lord. Because see, every time the devil attacks you and I, he does that uh, because he wants to get us to come in agreement with what we're feeling, with what we're seeing. And right now, you know, there's a whole uh, move by delusional spirits that the devil is working in people's lives to get them to accept and to believe a lie. Uh to, to think that, uh, you know, God's dead, God's not alive, God's not interested in what's happening on this earth. Yes, He is. He's very interested. And He's looking at all of your lives, all of my lives, and He's got His arms open to us, wanting to bless us, wanting to reveal how good He is. And so what we've got to do to be able to receive what He has for us, we've got to come back and we've got to say, Lord, what area am I not obeying in? I laid on my bed last night trying, uh, and I couldn't go to sleep, so I just laid there and I just stopped and I just said, Lord, would you just roll before my, my spirit where I can bring it into my soul and I can cause my body to come into obedience? Show me every area that I'm not in obedience in. I, I, I don't want to wink at things any longer, uh, that you're talking to me about. We've got to realize that when God is wanting us to do something, If we don't do it and do it immediately, it's disobedience. It's disobedience. And, and see, so many times, the way you feel, the way I feel, whatever we're thinking at that moment, it'll determine whether we need to act in a hurry or not. But look through the Gospels and look at where Jesus, uh, acted and reacted, uh, and, and when he got a direction from the Father, it it uses from the Greek the word immediately. I mean, he put what he heard, he put legs on it. He, he put it. And so you and I, we need to be in this place. And so Paul is, uh, coming to agreement with the psalmist here. We need to be in the place where we obey this gospel. We need to obey, uh, the one who has bought us, paid for us and saved us. And look what he said. He said, you do it, uh, by working out, by working fully, by finishing your own salvation with fear and trembling. So, uh, the, now, We gotta understand that your spirit is saved. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about your soul. Remember, uh, James wrote to us, uh, by the unction of the spirit of God in James chapter one, and he said that you and I, we have to receive the engrafted word, which is able to save our Soul has nothing to do with your spirit, not talking about you being born again. It's talking about you being saved, walking in this flesh, in, in your mind, willing in your emotions. Because w- if I'm going to be a testimony, if you're going to be a testimony, we've got to learn how to walk uh, saved in our mind, willing emotions. Because nobody wants to be around anybody who's doom and gloom, who's down and out. No, I mean, they've got that all in the world. So you and I, we've got to be a vessel of faith, a a vessel of love, a vessel of hope. And the way that we can do that is we need to stir ourselves up and, and, and we just need to say, Lord, this is the day of salvation. and and i'm going to obey you in some things i'm going to allow you to bring to my heart some areas i may be in disobedience or i may not be uh completely pleasing to you now you may be walking in complete obedience i don't know i'm not judging you but i know in my own life i have a hunger and a desire for the deeper things of the lord and he will not give me the deeper things until i what until I walk in obedience in where I'm at. But when I walk in obedience where I'm at, then all of a sudden, here comes greater things. And, and so the Lord wants to grow us up where we can have more freedom and more liberty in Him. Uh You know, uh, Sister Victoria and Brother Corey, they wouldn't let Stephen Samantha do certain things right now. Because why? They could get hurt, but the bigger they get, they're able to do more and more. That's what you and I've got to see when we, the way when we grow up in the Lord, we're able, uh, to do more and more. So go with me to Luke chapter one and I, I, I want to just teach a little bit out of this Luke chapter one and I want us to just expound on the word of God. I want to let the word of God interpret itself. And so we'll, we're gonna read some verses and then we're gonna to go to the Word of God and let it reveal what, uh, build a second witness to what, uh, Luke is saying here. And you're gonna leave here going, my goodness, the benefits I've got by just believing, being a believer of a good God. Amen? And you're gonna be so excited that, uh, when the enemy comes and tries to jump in your mind, when he tries to, uh, bring discouragement on you, you're gonna laugh at him. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So let's start reading in, uh, <clears throat> verse number 67, Luke chapter one, verse 67. Uh, and it says, and his father, Zacharias, uh, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied saying, verse 68, blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he has visited and redeemed his people. Now I, I want you to, uh, just imagine here, th- this is, uh, a prelude of uh, of you know Luke and uh, uh, telling us about uh, Elizabeth and and John the Baptist and, and Zacharias and about Jesus and Mary and and all of these things. This this is probably one of my most favorite chapters um, in, in the in the early part of the Gospels, but can you imagine here, he's filled with the Spirit of God and he opens up his mouth. He can't help but let come out of his Spirit what's in his Spirit and when it comes out of his Spirit it's going to change the mind of everybody that's hearing it. See, today, can you imagine, they're still under the old covenant because Jesus hadn't went to the cross yet, but he had this power under the anointing to change everybody's mind that is in this temple. Now, tonight tonight or this morning, you're under the new covenant. How much more can you change people's minds by speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, about giving them some hope, about changing some things? Now, look what he said. He said, you and I, we need to bless the Lord God. That's what the psalmist said. Bless the Lord, oh, with all of my soul, right? Yes. Come on, that, that's my, all of my mind, willing emotions. See, I can't bless Him with my mind, willing emotions if I'm letting my emotions determine whether I'm having a good day or not. Mm-hmm. I, I i gotta say, Lord, I'm not in obedience in that. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna work that out fully. I'm gonna give it to you. And He said, here's why you and I can bless the Lord. Because first of all, look at the first part. He has visited. Come on, think about this now. That they had been waiting; there had been four hundred years of silence. Can you imagine if you didn't hear from God for four hundred years? You and I, we'd be dead. But but God, uh, we had had this time period between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and and all of a sudden, uh, here comes this prophetic word. God has visited His people. I, I'm here to tell you: as I prayed for you laying on that bed last night, God visited you. You may not have felt Him, you may not have sensed His presence, but His hand was upon you when the lightning was coming down, and when all the wind was blowing, all of those things were happening. God and His angels were with you and I, amen? He has visited us, and He's visiting us right now to encourage us and strengthen us. Now look what it says. He just didn't come and look and say, oh man, they've got problems, and then go back to heaven. He visited, and what did He do? And He redeemed. This word redeemed, it means to pay the price, to ransom. Yes. See, you and I, we were under the stronghold of the devil. We had no way out. Sin had a hold of us, and we were walking dead people. We, that's who we are. And, and our destiny was going to be a devil's hell. But God looked, and he, and, and he loved us so much that he said, I'm going to come, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring a redeemer to you. Come on, in that Redeemer, when, when, when God visits, He doesn't just come and leave. He comes and reveals and then He stays in your life at that revelation. So this morning, He's saying, I visited you and I brought my Redeemer to you when you got born again. And He's there, He said He would abide with you forever. So it doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Jesus, the Redeemer, is with you. Sister Victoria, would you put Titus, uh I think it's 2 uh, and it'll start with 11 or 12, something like that. Uh, yeah, look what it says. Uh, Titus 2 and 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to some people. Oh, wow. wow. The grace of God that brings salvation. Now remember, that's what the, the the that's what the Jewish people prayed all night last night. They're still looking for that, uh, and, and it's going to happen. It's going to. Ha- we know how God's going to work it in the Book of Revelation, and and He's going to cause all of Israel to be saved. We understand that, but you and I this morning, we've got it. We've got it. We don't need to be worried about the economy. We don't need to be worried about uh, uh, the, the wicked leaders that's in these places. We need to be praying about all these things, but we need to be praising God that we've got a good, good father that knows what's happening. Amen. And he has visited you and he's redeemed you. Look at verse number 12. What does this grace do to you and I? Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, Righteously and godly in this present world. This is a benefit. This is the goodness of God. Because Jesus has brought salvation to you and I. You and I, we can deny what this world is doing. Come on. There is a God. Second. Second Corinthians 4-4 says there's a God of this world that blinds people. But you and I, we've got the God that is greater. First John 4-4. The greater one is in you and I. And it will help you and I to see what's ungodly and we can deny it. We're not looking for a fight. No, we're just standing with Jesus. We don't have to say anything. The light that is in you denies the darkness that's in them. And the love that is in you is greater than the hate that they want to present. And that love never fails. It swallows up hate. Amen. Now notice, we can do it in this present world. So when your mind-willing emotions want to tell you, uh... I don't know what's going to happen. It, it looks pretty rough out there. It looked pretty rough on the cross to Jesus. But what did he do? He overcome. He overcome for you and I. And so we don't have to worry. We can rest in that. Look at verse 13. Here's what we've got to keep our eyes on. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So look for Jesus in every situation. Because uh you and I, we're, we're, we're going to start encountering different things. Um, uh, you're going to start meeting different people at different times and, and, and it's, it's seemingly those, those, those times that you meet them that nothing happened. That it's just an accident. Well, there's no accidents with God. God is working on something and, and he's setting some things in line and he's setting some things in motion. And, and so, uh, he, he's, he's going to cause people to be able to look and see what you're seeing. Well, you're looking for the blessed hope. You're looking for the coming of the Lord, the sounding of the trumpet. But also, you're looking for Jesus to deliver you moment by moment out of every situation. That's what's going to come to them. Amen? All right, now let's go back to Luke chapter 1. He said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, verse 68, for he hath visited and, and, and positive tense, he hath redeemed, he's ransomed uh his people. How did he do it? Verse number 69. And hath raised up, a horn of salvation. He is raised up. I love this. This word raised, uh, we, we can't really get it in the English, but from the Greek what it's saying is that he roused from death Jesus. Right. I mean, Jesus literally died. It's none of this Martin Scorsese movie stuff where he just drunk a little wine and passed out on the cross. No, he died. He gave up the ghost and he laid down his life for me. He laid down his life for you. Amen. And he said that God, the father gave him the authorization to pick it back up again. And so right here, we have this assurance. God visits us. He redeems us. He ransoms us and he does it because Jesus went and died where I didn't have. Two listen, you and i it's time that we stop walking with death don't let don't let death talk to you don 't let death try to determine whether you're happy or sad, whether you have victory or not whether you have the blessings of God or not None of those things affect you. Your benefit is you're a believer, and you believe God is a good god amen and so we've got to get into that realm of thinking that he has raised up the horn of salvation. For who? For who? For us. Put your name in there. That's when the devil comes against me. God raised up the horn, Jesus, for me. Devil, he done it for me because he did, because he done it for each and every believer. On, it's for everybody, but only believers can uh, benefit from it. Amen. So uh, tell the devil that you know what the Bible says, that the Bible is God talking to you. It's his love letter to you and I. Amen. And he has raised up the horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David, verse number 70 as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets. So, in other words, everything that's written in this book under the Old Testament, it is a prophetic word to you and I, and God used to have to talk to us uh by man. Thank God that, that men were willing to come into that prophetic office and to be used by God, but you don't have to depend on man no more. Aren't you glad? Yes. So why would we want to listen to man when they start telling us all this doom and gloom? When they try to de- determine whether you're going to succeed or fail. Whether you're going to have enough or not. Whether God was going to take care of you. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not. Is that the truth or not? So how does God talk to you now? Sister Victoria put Hebrews one. Let's look at the first three verses of Hebrews chapter 1. Like brother Siri, brother Larry just said, this Bible talks to you and I. This Bible is Jesus. Notice what the word says. God who at sundry times and in divers manners, various ways, uh, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. But look how he does now. Verse 2. Hath in these last days. Come on, you and I were in the last of the last days. Hath in these last days spoken to us by his... Uh, Woo! Thank God for all the prophets. Right. Amen. I, I'm thankful for what they done and how God used them. And, but, but really what they were, they were speaking out Jesus. We just didn't understand it. We didn't know it. Amen. And, and so now uh he speaks to you and I by his son, who he has appointed heir of all things. Now I want you to hold that in your mind because when we talk about the benefits of the believer, what we're really talking about is understanding from the Old Testament the birthright that you and I have in the New Testament. See, in the Old Testament usually, there's some rare occasions, you know it, you've read it, usually the firstborn son was, he got the birthright, Uh unless God directed otherwise. We know that uh that um, How when Joseph went to, uh, to, to took Ephraim and Manasseh to Jacob, what did Jacob do? Jacob switched his hands and and he he put the firstborn blessing on on Ephraim. Uh, And and that's very important even to you and I this day. But anyway, we got the situation with Jacob and Esau. But you and I, we, we have a birthright and that birthright is we are an heir of God. So think about it. the Bible says that you and I that were an heir of God, Romans chapter eight, but we're joint heirs with Jesus because Jesus is the birthright. Right. He's the firstborn of many brethren, but everything that Jesus got, he gave to you and I amen so he, God is a good good God he is a good father he, he he loves you and i and we need to see these believers benefits these birthrights are available to us whom he hath appointed heir of all things whom also he made the worlds now look at verse three who being the brightness of his glory Jesus Christ this word uh the the, the his spirit that lives inside of your spirit is the brightness of the glory of God that's why Jesus said that you are the light of the world, because you shine the glory of God. Amen. That's a benefit. Uh, the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he hath by himself purged our sins, setting it on the right hand of the majesty on high. You and I need to live like like we are forgiven. Come on, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. Live like that. Don't don't let the devil can bring condemnation in your life. Don't him paint a picture of what was yesterday. No, live like who you are in Jesus. This is a benefit of the believer that you have been purged. Now, go back to Luke. We're just working our way through some verses of Scripture because I want you to leave here encouraged and, 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 and just ready to receive everything God would have for you. Now, we made it down to uh, verse 71. Luke 171, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. So you and I, we've got to get in a mindset that when, when you got born again, that's when you got really on the devil's radar. Until you got saved, the devil had you. He wasn't concerned about you. You were going to go to hell with him and all of his imps. But when you got born again, when you accepted that knock on your heart's door, then all of a sudden he turned hell against you. He turned all. He, in other words, he's had all of eternity to study uh the. The way mankind works. He knows your weakness. He knows my weakness. He knows uh how to 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 bring sickness and disease to the flesh. But he knows how to bring torment to our mind. Come on, your mind, willing emotion. He knows how to get in there. And, and, and so you and I have got to be in the place where we say, now, Lord, right now I'm under attack and, and th- this is happening. And, and so I, I want to obey you on a world. I want to work. I want to bless you but I want to work out my salvation. I, I want to see my my firstborn birthright. I want to see my benefits from you. And and right here, you promised me that I would be saved from my enemy. And so uh if you and I are not careful, we'll just lay down in the middle of the struggle and we'll just wait out the storm. Now, this is what the Spirit of God told me. He said, Greg, that's disobedience. I didn't call you to wait out the storm. I called you to follow my son and say, peace be still to the storm. But see, all of my life, I've been too lackadaisical. I've been too, uh, when the storm comes, I, I, I just, I just feel so defeated and so unworthy that I just, I just try to just hold on to the feet of Jesus and just wait till the storm passes. But see, what happens while the storm's going over? There goes my testimony. There goes my joy. There goes my peace. There there, there there, goes. Why did the devil do that? Because God had something for me that day. But I couldn't do what I was supposed to do that day because I was what? I couldn't see nothing but the storm. Come on. God wants to help us. He wants to bless us. He wants us to come back to the place where when the storm comes, we say, wait a minute. I'm saved from my enemy. I'm saying that this enemy means everything that hates you. Come on. That's everything of this world. The, the, the uh, Hosanna, Rabba, uh, Hosanna, this, 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 this deliverance, this salvation. It's yours and I's right, right now. Notice what it says, that we should be saved from our enemies and from, uh, the hand of all that hate us. So what you and I have got to say, now wait a minute. You told me to lift up holy hands. He told me to, to bless the name of the Lord. The, the name of the Lord, uh, is, is, has the name of the Lord brought into the earth? It's brought into the earth by His hand. By His hand. So the enemy is trying to cover up the hand of the one who Jesus said, when I become a believer, that I stepped into the Father's hand. John chapter 10. And he said, when I step into the Father's hand, nobody could pluck me out wow so i gotta step back and i go wait a minute this is my benefit this is my birthright that that uh, when the hand of the enemy comes against me it's not greater than the hand of god my hand uh is in the hand of the lord uh the, the, the my victory is in what jesus has already accomplished jesus his hands were pierced on uh, his body was pierced on that cross. Let's uh, don't get into a, a debate all about, about all of that. But he, he, for you and I, and we have the victory, amen? All right. Verse 72. What When he done that, what happened? To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. In other words... The reason why Jesus done all of that, the reason why his hand is able to defeat the hand of the enemy uh, is so he could what? He could perform the mercy, not a mercy, the mercy. See, the mercy of God is that everything that was going to come on my life because of my sin, because of my disobedience, uh, the mercy of God is Jesus took it for me. So I need to be in that place where there's no condemnation in my life. There, there, there's there's no doubt in my life that Jesus carried all of my sin, all of my trespasses, all of my iniquity. Anything and everything I would ever do from the time uh, I was born into the time I would take my last breath, He carried it for me. Right. So I need to walk in that reality. So Sister Victoria, put Hebrews 4.16 on there. You know this verse very well. But this is how we uh receive and walk and live in the mercy. He said, let us therefore come. How? Be bold. Don't, don't come to the Lord. Well, I don't know if I'm worthy. God said you was. Remember, you've been redeemed. Your sins have been purged. God's face is shining on you. God is wanting you to look him eye to eye. Oh, that helps me. That blesses me so much because so many times when I mess up, I'll come to Dawn and I, I can't even hardly look at her. God, here I am. I'm in my mess again, but that ain't the way it is with God. Come on, because God doesn't condemn us. He grabs us with his hands of love and he says, look me in the eye, because when you look me in the eye, I'm going to shine my light of love in you and I'm going to show you what Jesus accomplished for you. He said that let us come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. There's that word, uh, the mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So uh, we, we've we got to be more proactive in people's lives. We've got to take this gospel to people, this truth to people, because we know how, or I don't know about you, but I know how I get in the fetal position in the middle of the storm. Well, it's time to not be in the fetal position, but to be in the position of power. And the position of power is at the throne of grace. Right. The grace of God, it it emboldens us, it empowers us, it it reveals to us our assurance of victory. You cannot be defeated unless you give it away. I cannot be defeated unless I give it away. So we got to come back. So let's read it again. Go back to verse 72, Luke chapter 1. Uh, giving Victoria a workout. Thank you so much, Sister Victoria. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember His holy covenant. Think about it. God, uh, He never forgets what He's promised us. But I don't know about you, sometimes I do. I forget it when I'm in the storm, when I'm in the struggle. And and He's telling me, don't forget it because I haven't forgot it. Uh, I've, I've got my promises and I'm saying yes, I'm waiting on your Amen. amen for it. and if you and I say amen to God everything he's promised will come to pass and look what it says in verse 73 he said the oath which he swore to our father Abraham now I, I was meditating on that and thinking about you know we could look at so many different places uh, about that oath but we don't have time i just want to cover one verse this morning that will leave uh, will enable you to leave here with your feet barely touching the ground because you and i we have uh, uh we are of the father of faith we're a part of what god's building here but look at genesis 22:17 and, and, and I want you to see what God promised. That this is what the mercy of God, this is the, the, the victory of God that He has for you and I. This is what God told Abraham just in one place, and we could look at many places. But that in blessing, God's talking to Him now, He's talking to us by faith, that in blessing I will bless thee. So you need to believe that, that, because of Jesus, Ephesians 1, 4, all spiritual blessings from heavenly places has come upon you. Amen? And so this is not just something that's Old Testament. This is the Son speaking to us, uh, bringing a revelation from the Old Testament to the New, that in blessing I will blessing the, uh, bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply. Thy seed is the stars of heaven and is the sand which is upon the seashore. And I notice this. And thy seed, the, The Bible tells us in Galatians, we're the seed of Abraham. And thy seed shall possess what? What does a gate do? A gate determines who comes in or who goes out. Now, we didn't have time to cover it. But, you know, it's been on Sister Sharon's heart. It's been on my heart. If you, if we'd have looked at the preceding verses there in Psalms 118, it talks about opening up the gates where the king of righteousness shall come in, the king of glory. That's his righteousness. Amen? But you and I, we've got to see, we've got authority of the gate of the enemy. So when I'm down here in the fetal position, in the middle of the storm, bowing down to the enemy, am I possessing the gate or am I giving the gate to the enemy? So my benefit, my birthright, because my God is so good to me, it's He said that He would what? He would perform the mercy promised unto our fathers and to remember His holy covenant, the oath which He swore to our father Abraham. And so that's mine. I've got to see that... Uh, Through his name, the enemy cannot possess any of my gates. Now, Brother Josh, you know, you you shared with me and i I, I excited me so much about listening to the Bible uh, audibly, you know, through Bluetooth. When Brother Josh does that, what's happening? He's giving his ear gate to the Lord. He's saying, I want to hear what the Lord is saying. And so he's saying, Lord, I give you permission. I want you to control my ear gate. See, and so that's what you and I have got to do. We've got to get into the place and the position. Now, you know, um, I've got to figure out how to listen to the Lord and to become a better, uh, a better minister of the word. Because some of you, you have an anointing on your ears to hear and you can hear what is said and you process that information and you take it home with you. There, there's others of you that, that you've got to see it. You know, and so that means that you're working through the eye gate, uh not just your natural eye, but the eyes of your spirit. And so, uh, we need to be more visual in that. But, but then the, there's also others that, that, uh, that, that you, you, you hear and you see, but you don't really understand what's being said until you see it walked out. You, you're, you're, you're able to, to, to see it applied and you're able to apply it yourself. And so that's what we want to start doing. We want to start saying that, wait a minute. If this is how I'm going to succeed, then I need to recognize this is how the devil is going to come against that gate. But I need to say, No, you cannot possess that gate because God gave me a promise. And so in Jesus' name, you speak the name of Jesus over your eye gate, over your ear gate, over your heart gate, over your ability to think and process information. And when you do that, the devil can't get to it. Amen. All right. Almost done. Verse 74. Luke 174. That he would grant unto us uh, that we, notice this, uh, being delivered. Out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. Now look at those, look at those three benefits that's just in that one verse. You and I, we need to live like we're delivered. Now what this word delivered says from the Greek, it says that every time the devil comes against you, that God sends Jesus by his spirit. In the Greek, you ought to look it up, study it for yourself. It means that he rushes towards you. See, the devil wants to tell us, oh, you're all alone. God's left you because that's what it feels like. Remember, that's our soul. That's our mind, will and emotions. It's not what we feel. It's what we know to be the truth. And, and so uh we, if we've got this covenant and we do, he said that he would deliver us. He would rush to ourselves. And so that's what we need to do. We need to say, Lord, I, it feels like I'm all alone i'm depressed i'm discouraged fear is trying to attack me uh my my, my mind is going a million miles an hour i don't know how i'm going to take care of this i don't know how i'm going to take care of that but so in the name of jesus I, i accept your spirit rushing to me you're showing jesus reminding me what jesus has said i accept that i believe that amen and when you and i do that it puts us in the place of victory he said being delivered out of the hand of our enemies that we might serve Him. Now think about what a benefit this is. This word serve here means that you and I get to minister to God. Wow. Jesus first ministered to you and I, but now when we live a Christian life, we can minister to God. So you got up this morning, you said, I'm coming to the house of the Lord. I'm going to worship the Lord. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to just carry His presence with me. That's ministering to God. Isn't that amazing? Oh, hallelujah. And you could do it, look at this promise, without fear. Oh, hallelujah. You know the scripture, 2 Timothy 1-7, for God has not given us the spirit of, but of, come on, power. That's ours. And so I need to be in that place to process that. And so when fear starts trying to come around you, go, wait a minute, I got a covenant. That fear is trying to get a hold of my gate, but no, in Jesus name, I can possess my gates because I give my gates to Jesus. Jesus owns them now. I've been redeemed. He ransomed. He bought them, uh, back for me. See, I used, I used to have no right to the gates because the devil owned them, but now I, I, they've been bought back. Okay. Almost done. Verse 75. Look at this benefit that you and I, that we could, we could be delivered, that we could serve him without fear in holiness. Wow. I don't know about you, but I don't feel holy, but ain't it great that I don't go by what I feel. I can serve God in holiness because the blood of Jesus Makes me justified just as if I never sinned. Wow. And so I can, I can come to a holy God because the holy blood of Jesus has washed me clean. Washed you clean. Amen. And, and so I can serve God. So when the devil says, Oh, you can't do that because of this, 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 this. I ain't listening. This is where we need to say talk to the hand. And we're not talking about our hand. We're talking about the hand of the Lord. Amen. Isn't that amazing? All right. Um, hold, let's, let's read one verse. We're almost done. Ephesians 4.24, Sister Victoria. This is how you can put this verse in into practice. Ephesians 4.24. And that you put on the what? The new man, the new creation, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So, what is that really saying? It's really saying, be more confident of what Jesus has made you than what the old man is. when the old man is going to always be in fear, be in anger, be in want, be, be manipulated by this world and by the devil. But no, you've got a new. You're a new creature, new creation in Christ Jesus, and and, and so so walk that out, okay. Okay. Uh, Luke one seventy-five in holiness and righteousness before Him. Notice what this last benefit, where you can leave here so excited. All the days of our life, all the days. Not what I determined to be a good day or a bad day or a successful day or a failure day or what the world might say about this or that. No, all the days of my life, I can serve God in holiness. I can serve him without fear. Because why? Because I choose to bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, bless the Lord with all that's in me. I will not forget his benefits. I'm going to seek out my salvation in fear, in reverence and trembling that God has good things for me. Amen. That God has good things for you. Come on, tell the devil. When he tries to show you something about, uh, about your health or your finances or your marriage or your future, your destiny, tell him what this word says. Yeah. That's what the, 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 the Bible says, you know, like the little kid, I love it, talked about, uh, when, uh, she's talking to her mama about she had a bad dream. And, uh, and and she went into great detail about what she dreamed and how powerful the devil looked in this dream. And uh she said that when she got up and come to the door, she was going to run out of her bedroom. And she was going to run into the bedroom where her mom and daddy were, where she could feel safe and secure. And when she opened the door, there was the devil in her dream standing at the door. And the mama said, oh, sweetheart, what did you do? She said, I shut the door. And I've done what you told me to to tell Jesus that he's the door of my life. And she said, what happened? She said, when I opened up the door, there stood Jesus. Yeah. Come on, that's the way it is. Jesus is there. He is the open door and and he's always with you. But you've got to make a determination. I got to make a determination like a little girl of faith to see him rather than to see what the devil's showing me. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you. We worship you. Lord, I thank you that this group of people are blessed. They are blessed because they know you. And I thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to us this morning. And we pray for those who are not here and and cannot be here for different reasons. We ask that you get a host of their heart, bring truth, bring guidance, give them unction. We pray for those who are having to work and to those uh uh, who are going through different things. There's different battles that's going on, and they're, they're in the valley of decision. Lord, we ask that no matter where the ones who are not here, where they're at, that they would just be encouraged, that they'd feel your spirit right now, and that they would be blessed by you. And I ask that you would just, uh, instill a, a burning zeal in our spirit that would cause our soul to be renewed and our, our flesh to brought under, under subjection to be able to, to bring this open door, bring a revelation to Jesus, to everyone who is seeing the devil, who is dealing with the enemy. Let us be a blessing to you and let us bless those people with truth and with love and victory and deliverance. Lord, let it be. Help us, Lord, just to hear and hold on to what you'd have for us this morning and walk out here in in, in a new level in you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Would you come this morning and say, I want to spend some time with the Lord. I just want to lay my uh, head in the bosom of Jesus. I just want to worship the Lord. Would you come and just uh, let him minister to you, let him love on you? But most importantly, you just love on him. Just be in that place of soul having such an attitude of gratitude that you just want to thank him for all of his truth and all of his promise in your life. Would you do that this morning in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. And if you have a special need, if you would just uh, let us, we would love to pray with you about anything that's on your heart because God is here to uh, minister a deeper level of truth to you in every way.